Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's show, we're just going to get back into the groove of it. We're not, we got a run sheet, but I don't know how closely we'll stick to it. So just hang in there with us. We just missed doing it. We got the opportunity, so we're doing it early on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, so before we get started, please, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, a review. Uh, Like us and follow us there. Also, on Spotify, do the same thing. It would help us out, and we would appreciate it. Um, So, yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, Andrew, what you been up to? Yeah. Well, it's been a long time, so yep. not much. But yep. we are getting ready for Halloween. Bought some more pumpkins today. I like the simple decorations. We got a skeleton out there. We got a couple spiders. Mm-hmm. Just keeping it simple. Halloween's my favorite holiday. And this you and more both. Yeah. It's great. It's, the best. it's, right, it's like my favorite season. Fall's my favorite season. This week is going to be nice. Like tomorrow. Like weather-wise? I think, yeah, I think tomorrow yeah. the high is like... 60 something one day the, the lows like 35 which is yeah, crazy because it was like 95 last wednesday it was like, like 90 a week later yeah it was like 90 yesterday yeah but uh what else was i gonna say yeah howling's coming oh this neighborhood they do this neighborhood goes all out so if anyone's oh we'll be lives here. around here yeah it's like you can just park your cars on marvin or sycamore and just like walk up and down these streets they go all out yeah we'll be here um we're gonna try to take ellie to the fair next week since so the last weekend are you gonna take my advice what was your advice Going on Wednesday? Like on a Wednesday or Thursday? No, no, I think we're just going to go like on a Saturday or Sunday. I thought if we, well, I thought Sunday's the last day, so I'm like, look, we go on a Sunday, those people don't give a shit. They're just going to be giving out prizes. They're like, we can't take this with us. That was my thought. Now, maybe they're stingy because it should cost a lot of money, and they were like, no, you got to yeah. win this. I have no opinion on that because I don't think I've ever been on the last day, but... Yeah, see, my thought was maybe last day won't be so bad. That or everyone has my same idea. Yeah. It's like, let's just go on the last that day. That would be my fear. Well... I don't know. I, I feel bad when you make a promise to a kid. Oh, this you got to remember. Yeah, they're gonna remember that. Yeah, she's gonna be asking us all week. Because and, there is a certain age of childhood where you can tell them shit and they're not gonna remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Ellie's getting to that age, and I went through this with Landry. There, you can't just throw out promises anymore. You got to mm-hmm. follow through. So yeah. you're absolutely right. You got to take them. And she's a great age to go right now. Too. Yeah. Oh, she'll. She, she would love it. So if we can get someone to watch Owen, because we were going to go with Owen. I was like, dude, who wants to take a fucking baby to the fair with all those people? Mm. And we went to that lame pumpkin patch last month, which <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anyone ever go to a pumpkin it's patch. It's a beating, it was, dude. It was like $50 for all it's, three of us and one cotton candy. It's $50. And it's just what you pictured. A bunch of white people taking pictures to post on Instagram. It is truly a beating. Yeah. It is not fun. I was, if I didn't have like people who don't have kids, I'm like, what are you doing? Like The only reason I'm here... It's to appease my wife and because I have a child, two children. Well, the only reason that the dudes are there is to appease their girlfriends or wives. And they're like the ones That's taking the their pictures as they yeah. like hike their leg up yeah. and pose on a tree. And they're in like their on solo get up with the vest and the and the boots. Yeah, and, and the they tights. got the brimmed hat. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just walked out of a Starbucks at home <laughs> to take that picture. Yeah. Yep. So wouldn't recommend that, but we got it over with. Um, I got my fantasy basketball draft tonight. Got Good luck to you, 11th sir. pick. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. <clears throat> we're in a pretty good league of dudes. I know about four of them. The rest are complete strangers, but they interact really well. That's so cool. it's like a solid, pretty solid group. And one thing I want to talk about. One thing uh-huh. that's been grinding my gears. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and that is schools now are soliciting via text message. So I got this text message from a. I won't name the school, so we'll call it like. Samson, Samson Elementary, and 
I keep getting these texts, and it'll have a picture of my niece that goes there, uh-huh. and it'll say like Uncle Drew, like, and it's like this long paragraph, and I'm like, okay, what do they want? They just want you to give money. I'm not getting nothing out of it. I'm not getting like a box of cookies. Or, you know, like, when, when we were kids, you would sell stuff. Yeah. You would sell those yeah. world finest candy bars. Yeah. No. They're just straight up asking for money now. And I'm like, dude, you're using a child's image to solicit me through my phone right now. Like, how is this legal? Yeah. And it's like, you're a state-funded school. You're a brand-new school. Like, you get money from the state. And Wait. if you need more money, like, ask the governor. Why you got to ask me? My kid doesn't even go there. And Claire was, like, feeling guilty. And I was like, fuck that. I was like, principal, we're not going to do it. I was like, I got kids in another school. I'll give to that school. Why am I going to give to this school? I have no affiliate. Well, I guess I do have quite a, quite a bit of affiliation with that school. But, um, yeah, and, and they kept sending me message after message. They gave me, like, four. And I sent them that Randy Jackson that, you know, it's going to be a no for me, dog. And then I deleted the number. And then they just texted me back, like, the next day. And then um, my sister. <laughs> so we finally, Claire fucking donated to him, man. I was so pissed. I was like, that was my heel to die on that night. Like, we got into an argument about why we shouldn't give this school any money. But what my sister did, and it was a real bitch move, Felicia. She posted a list of, like, thanks to all these people. And, like, listing all the people that gave money. And Claire's like, yeah, we're noticeably not on that list. I was like, I feel like she's, like, calling us out. It's like, fuck her. I think like, she can give money and say it's from us. Like, you know, we're not going to do it. But, yeah, Claire went behind my back and donated to that school. So those you know, persistent assholes got what they wanted. Yeah, I was like, or can we at least get a world's finest candy bar out of this? Like, it's a give and take, right? I give you something, I get something back. That's how it should be. Me just straight giving you money, I, I'm not going to do it. So... So that's my like grumpy old man rant. I, I've been holding in on this for like a week because it's been really pissing me off. So because that's going to be the thing going forward. Landry School does that too. And <laughs> it's illegal, dude. Lauren, it be illegal. Lauren collected email addresses and phone numbers and did that. So she's part of the problem. She's part of the. Problem. Oh my god! But she's just playing the game because for the kids, it's not a game. This is real life. If they get so many uh, people to donate, they get I forget what Landry's was like. He he got to go. Uh, like maybe have a pizza party at the, in the lunchroom if they're like the top earners. Like, so it sounds like a business. Yeah. Sounds like a business. Yeah, you get a pizza party for yeah. being top earner. Yeah, cool. uh, or something like that. So. Okay, well, this didn't stipulate any of that. This just basically <laughs> said, "Give us money for nothing." Like my niece wasn't going to get anything out of it. It was just straight, "Give us money." And the fact that they used her picture, like you can tell, they brought every kid out, took their picture, and then they got like a. I was like, "How did this school even get my number in the first place?" That's also I want to know. Oh, your sister. They're fucking cunt. Put it on a. It submitted it. Well, my sister <coughs> worked at that school too, so. Oh, there you I was go. Like, That's another reason I don't want to. I was like, my sister already contributes to that school by working there. Yeah. Why do you need money from me? Yeah, like we don't. We go as far as like we had a parent teacher conference for Landry a couple weeks ago, and let me brag. He, the teacher's like, I'm not saying just saying this, just say this. He's probably one of my best, best kids. Anytime I ask him something, it's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. He's reading at this level, blah, blah, blah. He's at math at this level, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, are you sure you have the right kid? Are you the right fucking... There's this two kid? Landry's in this school? This fucking kid? And she's <laughs> like, no, he's like one of my best kids. He got a report guard, like 89 was his lowest grade. So I, let me brag on my kid a little bit. But um, we go as far as like asking the teacher, hey, do you need any snacks? Because they do snack time in first grade. Yeah, we do still, that. Yeah, hey, do you need any snacks? We'll buy snacks and bring them to the class. But that's y'all's school. Right, that's our kid's class. What if class. I sent you a text with, with my kid asking for money from maybe, Marvin? Maybe Ellie, too. Yeah, I'd do it for Ellie. Don't but do it, man. From random do random kid at, like, ABC Elementary across the town? Right. Probably not. Okay, and I shouldn't say because that's not a random kid. It is my niece. But I was like, fuck that, dude. That's a new school. They got tons of public funding. But, yeah, so, like, we 
and we did it for his kindergarten teacher because, you know, I've got educators in my family, so I know how much work they do for yeah. the pay they get, and a lot of time they're buying supplies out of their own money. Blah, blah, and blah. we we give for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for I that. Get like, your we hill. give extra. No. But I was like, I have I, my family, the Khan family, other than my sister, I guess, we have no affiliation with that. We don't go there. We're never going to go yeah. to that school. Why, yeah. why would I give them? And if I did give you money, give me a box of chocolates or something back. I mean, I it's just you. like a... We can make it a business transaction. Yeah, it's, it's not transactional for you. Yeah, I get it. And I, I it. am a bitterly hearted man. <laughs> I got very stingy you don't when say. it comes to giving stuff. But I'm like, okay, but that's how it's going to be going forward. But at least when we were kids, it was, hey, let's let's sell this stuff. Let's work towards a goal and you'd we'll get the, a prize you'd at hit the hit the neighborhood or you'd yeah. sell it like your And now they're just, it's just like somebody on a computer just like entering all these numbers and just like sending Landry did that out. last year though he sold chocolates last year and I would have totally bought one because it go if it goes to benefiting the school but to just we don't have straight to asking for Lauren money takes it to work and she just sits it at the end of the bar and all the bar patrons and restaurant you know and people come to eat she yeah. cleans I mean I think the highest tier was like if you sell you know it, they did it when we were like, if you get sell so many boxes, you get yeah. like a limo ride. I think Landry. <laughs> they still do that, dude. Yeah, Landry got a limo ride because like Warren like, cleared. A kid. And I think the top prize was you got entered for a drawing for like a PS4 or something. Nice. He didn't get it, but he was still in the top tier. He got his name See? in the bucket. And I'm down and, with that. Yeah, Lauren cleans house with that. She just takes it up to the pub, and I mean, he sells like 10, 15, 20 boxes. Jesus. Other so, than that, um, yeah. I just been mad about other things. People walking in the middle of the street like a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, I feel you on that one. That's it's a it's a growing problem. First reported here. Yeah, I see it all the time now. Do you want me to get to my hill to die on? Because I texted you to you. <laughs> is that what? Is that what? Um, do you want me to go ahead uh, and give it now, or do you want me to put it down here? Down here. In the I mean, I still street? got a hill to die on. That okay. wasn't my. That was just me okay. being pissed okay. off. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, that's just my everyday attitude. Okay, all right, I'll save it then. Um. So, yeah, uh, not a lot going on for us. Uh, I start a new job tomorrow morning. I don't know where that button is, but congratulations. Uh, right there. Hey! There you go. So, yeah, I start a new job. Um, I'm extremely scared. Um, yeah. <laughs> we just did that whole hype music for you. What do you mean? You're going to no, do great. It's, it's definitely a good thing. It's just, it's that unknown for me, you know? Oh, and for I, sure. Yeah. I think we're liking this. Like, we're such creature of habits. Like, uh, I just got to the point at my previous job to where I got out of that stage of not knowing anything and like being comfortable in decisions and not second guessing like, hey, can I do this? And if I do this, is this okay? Like I just got to the point to where like I was really confident. Everything became routine. I was getting, you know, good. Now I start like making, you know, getting to know more people too. Yeah. Now it's like all starting over. Now it's starting completely over. The good thing I will say about this company is he's, the CEO, the owner, I hate saying CEO because they're really too small of the company, but the owner, they've been in business 25 years, um, some small company, he's willing to take a chance on me, he knows that I'm trying to break into the industry, he knows I'm, I'm going to school for it, and but he's willing to take me on as a risk and to train me, so he's kind of investing in me, not just monetarily, but he's, that's a, that's yeah, awesome. yeah he, he's made me feel totally comfortable, so it's just a fear of the unknown for me, you know, just going into a new office, new routine, new people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, for me, it's new people. <clears throat> yeah. I hate meeting new people. Yeah, so, um, and the only other drawback is about a 45, 50-minute drive, but, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I've got podcasts I can get through. Um, got a new whip. Got a new, yeah, I had to get a, a better 
a better, more reliable car because my 96 Integra, I don't know. I don't trust it to make that drive every day. And now it can go in the garage and be what I wanted it to be, which is just a weekend kind yeah. of fun car. So that's kind of what I saw it as because, yeah. you, I mean, you want to keep that thing, like, cherry. Yeah, and, like, it was fine when I was doing, like, two miles to work and two miles right. back. That's fine. Um, but now it can be, like, a weekend car, and I've got, a you know, a gas saver. So Yeah, I mean, got, that just makes all the sense. You oh, want yeah. something that gets 30-something miles a gallon right Yeah, now. I think... I think because I, I bought it in Irving, and I think on the way home I got like 34, 35 miles a gallon. That's good. Comfy, you, you know, yep. it's it's fine. It'll work. Reliable um, and good reliable. gas mileage is all I would want if I had to drive up to Dallas or Fort Worth. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Yeah, and it's I stayed in the Honda gang, so there it is. Uh, stayed in the Honda gang, so um, yeah, so yeah, got that. Um, what else? Oh, can I ask you about my mailman? Yeah, who is it? I don't know. He is, okay. uh, he's an Asian man. Tony Tran. He is not nice. TT. Yeah, they call him TT because, uh, not Tony Tran, but because he pees in bottles and leaves them in the car. Oh my God. <laughs> <call him> TT. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, Tony's great. He's like a gambling addict. They used to own, not, this is going to sound very stereotypical, but they used to own a bunch of nail salons <laughs> here in town, but they sold a bunch, so he made like bank off of that. He's not nice. I no. say hi to him all the time. He never. He's I'm surprised up. he. Well, he's surprised. He's always on his phone, dude. He drives with like his door open and his head down, looking at his phone. He'll be pulling into our station and doing That's that. That's typical. And we're like, Tony, at least fucking don't do that when you're when uh, the supervisors are here, bro. Like, shouldn't be doing that. Period. Right? He's but not a nice man. He he's just, not. Um, I mean, you get to know him. He's pretty fucking funny. I love that guy. He always comes up behind me and he'll be like. It's like a bad impersonation. Be like, Cowboy touchdown! Oh and he'll be like, who, he'll be like, who won Super Bowl? And I'm like talking to him, but he's like legitimately a sports gambling addict. Is he? Like he'll be like, yeah, I put down. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not gonna do the accent anymore. This is gonna get offensive. He'll be like, yeah, I put down like five hundred dollars on this game, and he's like, I won this amount of money, but then I lost it all on this game. And I'm like, Tony, you gotta take it easy, buddy. Like just he, he's just like, he's like, I know a guy. If you ever want, like, I know the guy. I'm like, just going to surprise him on to be like, hey, Tony, what's the VIG, bro? Just ask him, like, betting questions like that, yeah. I don't know. I, like, ask him, like, what's the best parlay for this weekend? Do you know, like, if he's Korean? Do you know? He's, he's Vietnamese. Okay, so he just walks through the neighborhood with his phone, like, blaring Vietnamese, like, talk radio. Yep, and man, he's just, like, Tony walking, Tran. yeah, up and down. But, yeah. Man, shout out Tony Tran. <laughs> he he was I wanted to ask you this forever, dude. <laughs> ah, that guy's funny, though, man. Oh, I like dude, Tony. He's a dick. He didn't even say hi. He didn't wave. No, he's like that in the office and, until you start talking, like, sports and gambling with him. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, okay. me, Lester, Deontay. There's, like, a few guys. He'll just walk up. He, like, sneaks up behind you, too. It's creepy. He'll just be behind you, and then he's, like, shorter, right? So he, like, taps you on your shoulder. He'll like, go off when he appears. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I got good bets this weekend. <laughs> like, all right, man. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, uh, so I wanted to ask you about my mailman, new job, really nothing else going on. Um, yeah, same old shit. Um, so let's get into the news desk. We got a few quick hits. Damn. It was this one. E- yeah. Or is it this one? No. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, if any of you are on uh, TikTok, uh, you know this kid. Uh, he's the corn kid. Oh, yeah. I know he's the corn kid. Uh, his name is Tariq. Uh, he's been named South Dakota's corn ambassador. Um, 
the uh, headline or the uh, article reads: The internet sensation known as Corn Kid Tariq has been declared South Dakota's official corn ambassador. The Washington Post reports. The office uh, of Governor Christy no- Noem uh, made the announcement on Twitter, naming uh, September third official corn ambassador ambassador Tariq Day. The post includes uh, photos of Tariq visiting the state's corn-themed corn palace over Labor Day weekend. That's so South Dakota. Um, let me uh, let me see if I can play this. Uh, I was say, we got of cute, of this kid. Cute that, I fucking love that kid. Here we go. Alright, that's true. God, uh, he's such a cute kid. Like, I will defend certain people to the death, and Tariq is one of them. I think... Like, I would lay down my life for that I kid. just wish I loved anything half as much as Tariq loves corn. And I wish, all, I wish I could find... Because, of course, this is what people do on the internet. They remix it, and they've made it into a song. And it's really catchy, and it's really good, using his audio. Um, here, talk about corn while I find it. Talk about corn. corn. Do you like corn? What's I your favorite corn. style of corn? Oh, corn, corn on the cob. No, here's an interesting fact. I hate canned corn. I won't eat it if it's like a side, but you put it on the corn on the cob, yeah. I'll tear it up. I'll eat like two or three by myself. Mm. And I'm known locally by my family <laughs> as being like the guy that will destroy a corn on the cob. Like, I won't leave a kernel on there. You just, you just uh, I mean, I've always had like, I guess, nice straight teeth, so I don't have like gaps, right? I'll just straight right. mow it down. I have my own technique, butter, salt, and pepper. I mean... It's great. I, I hate works. when they raise the price. It should be about thirty-five cents. So that's the that's the uh, that's the remix to to Tariq's little interview there. I was gonna say to you like, I know it's hard to go viral these days because everything's viral, but mm-hmm. that's like a video that went viral because Elizabeth's teacher, like music teacher, mm-hmm. was showing them a video about that. Yeah, and I was like, if you got teachers in schools showing kindergarten kids about that video, that's like the equivalent of going viral now. Oh, for sure. When your five year old comes home and tells you she saw a video about a kid eating corn. Yeah, no, it's and that's. The wholesome content that I think deserves to go viral. Yeah, the internet needs to be more like Tariq videos with corn. Yeah, let's let's make Tariq the ambassador of the internet as well. Um, all right, so I'll vote for him. Next, next headline, <laughs> and this is gonna be quick. But uh, the headline: Blind Arizona woman to pilot plane across the country. Quote: We don't have limits. Well, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. I think 
you do have a limitation yeah, there. Yeah, pretty sure requirement number one is eyesight. And then, like, that'd be like saying that, like, a guy with no limbs is going to, like, enter a boxing match. <laughs> like, nothing could stop we me. No well, guess what, buddy? I hope you got a thick fucking skull because you're going down. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, just, she's stupid. I get it. Like, you know, when people say, like, nothing's impossible, first of all, that's bullshit. But, like, you know, you can put your mind on whatever you want to, but if you're blind, you're not going to fly. You're going to have, I mean, there's got to be, like, a co-pilot, obviously. Someone to be there to do, actually take the... Like, what if they just give her, like, a Atari joystick? And they're like, yeah, you're flying. <laughs> like, you're doing it. Like when you, you unplug the controller for your little brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh you're doing wow. it. <laughs> I wish you could see these views. Oh my I'd be like, God. look out for that mountain pull up. <laughs> She's just, like, all over the place. Like, woo, that was close. We had to barrel roll um, out of that one. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so she lost her uh, peripheral vision. She only has... She can only see, like couple inches in front of her face and she does have a co-pilot yeah, um, <laughs> she does have a she's like uh, he says uh, while she's piloting I'll just be helping her navigate helping her just basically keep the plane level yeah I, was, I get I guess when you get up there it's kind of like cruise control yeah I think it, I think all the flying is done in like the first and last two minutes yeah of, that's of what I was flight. thinking you take off and you land but other than that you especially just nowadays cruising. All right. Uh, Another reason not to fly. Fucking blind <laughs> people are doing it now. And uh, I, I was, uh, I don't know, I was, it might might have been on Necronomapod, but they were they were talking about, and this is going to be another reason for you not to fly. Um, oh, I got him. About how many, like, fucking the pilots, like, are drunk or, like, have been drinking, and then they, you know, they they pilot a yeah. commercial flight. Or they're feeling suicidal like that uh, that German guy just flew uh, no. into a fucking mountain. Yeah, like you're no. putting all your trust, 300 people are putting all their trust in like two dudes that they're just having a good day. Yeah, right. Fuck that. What if that guy <laughs> caught his wife banging his brother that morning like, and he's feeling down. Guess what? We're all going down if that's the case. Nope. You just hear him come over the announcement. I love her. Damn it. Words. Yeah, he was my best man at my wedding. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Nope, road uh, trips. Last, uh, I want to take a train, though, man. We can talk about that sometime. I want to take, uh, like, a cross-country train. Lauren does, too. Man, me and Lauren just need to be, like, best friends. There's some we got so much in common. Dude, there's some badass uh, Canadian train trips, like, if you ever want to go into Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from, like, east to west or whatever, like, just gorgeous. Like For some reason, I just picture, like, Colorado. Like, I want to go through Colorado. And, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know if I'd go north to, like, Idaho, but just... With, like, mountains and trees, like, timber everywhere. Just, that's the train ride I want to take. Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to take a overseas flight here before too long because Landry, we've been playing, uh, not so much here recently, but there was a good stretch there where we were playing Battlefield 1, which is uh, based off World War One, mm -hmm. And so he's, like, really into World War One. He's, like, 7 going on 70. Uh, he's really into World War One, so he wants, to, well, he wants to go to, like, France and because there's still some some of the battle sites that you can go visit, like at some of the castles and stuff. So he wants to go to like France and Italy. So I'm like, buddy, you realize that you know we have to fly in a plane like over an ocean, like it's like ten, it's twelve like hours. Deal. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, no, I, I know, but he's like, I yeah, you go. got it, Dad. Yeah. Just pat you on the back. Yeah, you've got twenty grand laying around. Yeah, you can take that trip, right? Just yeah. sell sell your car and <laughs> second mortgage on the house. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, all right, last uh, last uh, story here. Uh, headline reads: Fifth grade teacher arrested after admitting to an active kill list of students and staff. 
the teacher allegedly told a student they were on the bottom of the list. Oh, that's good, then. That, yeah, those was killing the adults first. Uh, a fifth grade teacher has been arrested after telling one of her students that she had made a kill list with students she taught and her colleagues. At approximately 5 p.m. on Wednesday, officers from the East Chicago Police Department were dispatched to speak with the principal and assistant principal of State Stanislaus uh, School, uh, St. Stanislaus School, located about 20 miles south of downtown Chicago, in reference to a threatening report that, a, that school officials had learned about early in the day regarding fifth grade teacher Angelica Carrasquillo Torres, a 25-year-old educator. At approximately 12.45 p.m., a fifth grade student told his or her counselor that their their fifth grade teacher made comments to him her about killing herself students and staff at the school east chicago police department said in a statement released on social media the teacher further told the student that she has a list that he she was on the bottom of that list um you think they're doing the pronouns because they don't give away the identity? Mm -hmm. Okay, I was like, man. 100%. Okay. 100%. In today's, you know, I was just curious. No, yeah, and that's... Just to protect the kid. That makes that's sense. That's the way it read, because it wasn't like them, they, or... Hey, them. I'd be like, hey, by the time you get out of prison, I'll be old enough, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I bet fifth grade just got to be like, when kids just start turning into shitheads. Oh, yeah. Fifth grade, all the way up until, like, adulthood. Yeah. Like, they're the mm -hmm. worst. Yeah. Uh, let me see if there's anything important. No, the teacher was taken into in, into custody. Um, she hasn't obtained legal representation. That just, when I read that, the first thing I thought of was on Billy Madison, where he puts the lipstick on, and he, he's marking the names out on the list. That's the type of shit. You just never know who's fucking, like, like you said, who's piloting your plane or educating your, your children. Kids, right? Oh, man. All right, so... Let's get into Mount Rushmore. Our Mount Rushmore this week is, uh, it's kind of, I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, it's you get a game day experience. Yeah, you get to go to the venue, venue. And I also had like, tailgating would be implied. Yeah. Because it's like you're there all day. So it's like a boat. You want to go to this stadium, but also get that experience. Right, okay. Mine's a little weird. Not weird, it's just kind of un... It's just not traditional. So, my first one... Uh, is just a World Cup match. Obviously, the final would be my ultimate, mm -hmm. or just a World Cup match in general. And luckily, we may have that opportunity here in about four years when World Cup comes to Dallas. Yeah, because it be it's there. rumored, be rumored, heavily rumored that we're getting the final. And I, got I know we're getting group stage games and knockout round games. So I don't care if it's two random teams. I want to go to. I just I want to go to a game. Oh yeah, it'd be better that way i mean you're not going to get into the america versus england game unless no. you like like we said like come up with a couple grand so it's just the experience like i'll go see jamaica play haiti or something yeah. i don't know just i don't yeah. know why those came out but just two random countries i'll go yeah. to any game yeah so that's my first one you, you just want to give all yours mm -hmm. yeah just do that so my second one is and i couldn't pick i, I really didn't pick a pick one but a game at either lambo or like soldier field just one of those like iconic old NFL stadiums. Shout out Ryan. I know he went in, in Troy. Troy. I know they yeah. went to that that does drop game or does nah, catch he game. He caught it. Let's get real. He caught it. Uh, so Soldier yeah. Field. They're trying to move, aren't they? They're trying to. They're trying to bring in a second team, but also well, they might Lord, be using that as leverage. Yeah, the mayor said they were going to bring in a second team if they threatened to move. I mean, um, Chicago would probably support it, yeah, second team, if they just, wanted it. Just like we could. We could support a second team. Jerry Jones would never let that happen. You take money away from the Cowboys? 
Yeah, but I'm he just, won't even let San Antonio get a team because there's a huge fan base in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, a game at Lambeau or Soldier Field, um, and then and I meant to pull up the audio clip for my third one because uh, just reading it doesn't do it justice. But have you ever seen Virginia Tech their their pregame intro like when they run out onto the field? Mm-mm. Well, they play Inner Sandman, That's and badass. the stadium blacks out. They turn off all the lights, and then you hear the guitar intro to Inner Sandman, and then they start like. Fly, you know, like the lights in the stadium start like strobing and flashing, and then Inner Sandman plays, and like they uh, they showed like a video from like inside the tunnel from where the players are like you know gonna run out, and like the walls are like flexing like from like people jumping. Oh shit! And, like, that looks scary. It's a pretty that. crazy experience. College um, football is just different. Yeah, so I have, I have one on here too. It's college football. Virginia Tech uh, the, for the Inner Sandman intro, and then. Kind of my off-the-wall one is the 100-meter dash at the Olympics. I think that is, like, the most exciting, like, 10 seconds. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, it's over in 10 seconds, all but it's sports. exciting. Yeah. And a couple more mentions were, like, um, Kentucky Derby, um, like, like a Game 7 of a hockey, you know, probably a Stanley Cup. But you could say any Game 7. Yeah, man. Game That's 7 so in a hockey baseball, series. basketball, hockey. Hockey, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, I just ended up going with a 100 meter dash at the Olympics just because that's like the pinnacle of that sport and uh, you know of track and it's like the you know the most exciting like 10 seconds on earth probably so other than when I have sex <clears throat> I was gonna say other than we uh, get lucky yeah <clears throat> so yeah those, those are my those so are I my four same bolt <laughs> I get the gold in 10 seconds <laughs> all right those are my four Mine were, um, I had uh, Madison Square Garden, New York Knicks game. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the most iconic basketball venue in America. For sure. And what I like about it is when they play a game, like if you go to any other stadium, they got the house lights on uh-huh. the whole game. With Madison Square Garden, they dim those lights and they put the focus on the court. So the crowd itself is like in dark, in well, dark. Not darkness, but it's like, and I just always thought that was cool because the focus should be on the game. And not like you know all around you. No, it's it just, definitely noticeable. It like sets the mood yeah. for like a basketball game. And like I said, Madden Square Garden. Um, I had um, for some reason growing up. So it's been this way for like twenty five plus years. My favorite ballpark has always been Oriole Park at Kingdom Yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just fucking love that place. Like I just think it's the most iconic, beautiful baseball stadium in the country. Like, and I'm probably all alone on that. Like me and Kyra can probably think that. It's a really weird stadium to be your favorite, but it has been for like since I was a child. No, I just remember when Cal Ripken broke the record; they had the the, the bricks. brick buildings behind yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just I, I love stadiums that are like in the city. Yeah, like we're outside the city. Every stadium we got's outside the city, but when it's like in downtown Baltimore or downtown whatever major city, it just looks different. It I, just feels better. I went to a I went to a Cleveland Browns uh, preseason game. And uh, it's right yeah, there. That's random. <laughs> no, dude, it was it was it was random. I was up I there. Flew to Cleveland to go to that. Game. No, I was up there with Brandon. Uh, he's got family in Cleveland, oh, okay. so well, I was up there. I was up there with him uh, visiting Just his family. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We didn't go, but it's like all of that stuff is like right there. All that stuff, like their stadium is downtown. Like it's it's cool. It's um, it's just better. Yeah, that it's way. different. It's yeah. different. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my college football one was a night game at Tiger Stadium for LSU. They always say how that's like the best game day yep. experience because they tailgate all day, mm-hmm. you know, just drinking all night, festivities in the parking lot, and then a night game at LSU is just supposed to be like legendary. Yep, that's a good one. I would see a soccer match at Wembley Stadium. Nice. I don't care who cared, but I'd like to go to Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
and my honorable mentions were a college football game at Kyle Field for Texas A&M, Fenway Park in Boston, and Goodison Park. That's where Everton. That's our boy. That's my boy. Everton. That's where Everton plays. And the last one would be the uh, the infield at Talladega Speedway. See, I thought about putting like a, a, a like all the weekend in an RV. I thought about putting an F one uh, an F one race on here, and not not down in in Austin, but like a legit like F one experience. I think that would be cool. F one, you can go to Europe for that too. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can go to Europe, Asia, all, so, all over the world. We had a good eclectic mix. It wasn't yeah. just like four football stadiums. Nope. nope. Yeah. I, I tried to make mine that way. And if I could only pick one, it might be the LSU tonight game. Yeah, if I had to pick one, it'd be a cup match for sure. Yeah, you'd save a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> That's expensive. That's why yeah. you picked that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, do you have a you, – you mentioned you had a hill to die on. Oh, yeah, I got one. All right. If Derek Jeter's a top five shortstop <laughs> of all time, that's what it is. Statistically, how are you not going to look at that, that guy? Was and say that? that was not the argument. That was not the argument. I was, I was so drunk that night. Dude. I don't remember. I just remember getting, everybody's giving me shit now. Dude, and then I, like, it must have been wild. I don't I, was, I don't remember. I, I just remember, like, I thought I was hugging on people and giving out facts. Apparently, I was, like, just belligerent. Uh, and then, like, well, what the, was the argument? The argument was is that the aura of Derek Jeter, the legend of J- Derek Jeter, wouldn't be as big if he wasn't a Yankee. Like the New York, but if Yankees, he had the same success for like what other team? Milwaukee. He would. He would, he would be, still be a top five shortstop. He just wouldn't be Derek fucking Jeter. Yeah, he would because he would have won five championships for Milwaukee. And they'd be like, "Who's fucking Milwaukee had before <laughs> this guy?" And then he took him to five championships. You can't say it would amplify. Yeah, because if he had the same career with a different team. If you have the same career, but yeah. he might same not have success. the same career. Uh, what? what? <laughs> he might not have the same team around him. He might not have. But he still wins five championships. I don't know. That's, no, we are. We're saying he's just same career, same everything, accolades, just a different team. I still think that him being in New York helped him be Derek fucking well, Jeter. Anybody in New York's going to help you with your star status, and that's all I was saying. I never said he wasn't a top five short, shortstop. Well, it morphed into that apparently. I know. And what was funny now is like, it's the, just that. like the argument was over, and then like two hours later, somebody was just said Derek Jeter, and you're like, "Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <It's just like, laughs> you, he's great." That's what was great about it. Is like, and then like an hour after that, like it had all calmed down, and somebody's like, "You know what, Derek Jeter?" Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Rah! "Hey, man, it's my hill to die on." Uh, I grew that was like my golden era of baseball it was like late nineties, early two thousands. Sure was, man. And he was he was greatness. He was the best player in that lineup. Because I think your argument was like, well look at the players around him. I was like, You're you're thinking like Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill and Tito Martinez, like he was the Yankees. Like, yeah, they had great pitching, but in that lineup, in that late nineties era, like he was by far the best player. It wasn't like he was protected by the guys before him and after him. No. I love Bernie Williams, though, too. I think we brought that up. Like, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I was always a big Bernie Williams fan. Yeah, put center field, right? Center field or right field, yeah. yeah. And Paul O'Neill's in the other corner outfield. Yeah, yeah they're both outfielders. Um, yeah, man, Derek Jeter, top five of all time. I agree with you. And then my other one, this one's really random, but it, it irks me every time I see him, right? Single cab trucks with long beds should mm-hmm. be illegal. Yeah. Ugliest fucking truck. It just up. doesn't look right. Does it, it doesn't look right. It just looks like a fucking little kid just drew out what he <laughs> thinks a truck should look like. Little cab with like a 20 foot bed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Who needs You know, that? I used to think that too. And then somebody told me like, you know, sometimes ranchers or farmers need the utility of the longer okay. bed, but they don't yeah. necessarily. 3% of those people are ranchers <laughs> that need that bed. 1%. 1%. That you see on the road. The rest are just like, yeah, I guess I'll need that bed. I need four lawnmowers in the back of my truck one day. 
It's like, <laughs> it just looks so ugly. Now, if it's a extended cab, a four-door with a long bed, that's just a big truck. That looks okay. Yeah. But a single cab truck with a long bed, get the fuck out of here, I man. agree with you. That's ugly. So, my hill to die on. I think it's weird, as an adult male, to wear jerseys of current players. And I usually don't have this borderline, like, I don't even know how to describe it, like, I don't know. I just think it's weird to wear another dude's name on the back of your, on the, on your back. I just think it's weird. A lot, I think, of, a lot of people do it. That's I, a hot I take. I know. I think when you're younger, it's acceptable because they're your heroes. They're older than you. It's somebody you can look up to. It's somebody you aspire to be. But as a... I don't know. I just think it's weird. Like, I'm wearing another dude's name especially on my back. Especially if he's younger than you. Yeah, especially if, like, <laughs> you, if you he's know, like 22 age, or younger. Like, you're wearing a dude name on your back. I just think it's weird. And there's plenty of other apparel if you want to support your team. They have t-shirts, they have polos, all kinds of stuff. Hoodies, jackets, whatever. I just think it's weird to wear another dude's name on, on your back. That's, as why, an adult I, that's why I just wear my Larry Allen jersey. That's fine. He's older than you. He was an icon. He bitch pressed like up. 700 pounds. You fucking kidding he me? He would rip you in half. Yeah. That's fine. Probably win like an eating contest. But well. I'm not going out and buying a Michael Parsons jersey. I mean, if someone gave me one, I'd wear it. I don't know. Well, if it was gifted to you. If Landry bought you that. If he bought matching Micah Parsons jersey, you wouldn't be like, get the fuck out of here, kid. This is stupid. You'd wear it. If you bring the sun into it, yeah, I'd wear it. But if like and somebody if gifted, bought it for you, and she I was would, like, I would hang, I would frame it and hang it up in either the main what if cave she was like, or the Matt, office. You look really sexy if you wear that. And you walk out with just like that and your dick dangling. Well, depending on the size of the jersey, the jersey's, yeah, the jersey's pretty long. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, got to be slapping knees for that. Let's, uh, let's just keep it real here. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my hill to die on. It's a little. I don't. I usually don't have takes like that. Like I'm comfortable like with my, you know, like sexuality, masculinity. It's just weird. Like I don't know. That's something like girls do. Like in high school, they wear their, their boyfriend's jerseys on Fridays before the game. I don't know. It's yeah, just weird. That's probably the most controversial thing you said on here. Is it? A lot of people wear jerseys. I think it's just a little you just, weird. What you're saying man. is it should be like a re- I like to buy a retired because I'm like, yeah. look, that guy could be gone in a year, or yeah. it could just like think of all the people who bought like Jalen Smith's jerseys and like right. fucking, or Claiborne, like yo, those guys started good and then they just dog shit. That's now. another reason I don't. Buy I want jerseys. a guy to be in the Hall of Fame before I buy it, so I know this guy was a cowboy for life and he's in the ring of like honor. It, like if I bought, like I would buy like a Troy Aikman jersey, right, and wear it. You know, because he was my idol growing up. Anybody who's retired now and had a great career for us for an extended period of time is acceptable. I, I get that. Okay. All right. I'm glad we can agree to that point. But Luca's different. I'd fucking wear a Luca jersey because he's just like the chosen one. He's the exception. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Well, look at that. Compromise. Boom. Luke, if you're if you're like the chosen one, you can wear that jersey. Yeah. Like if, yeah. And, 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 to your local market. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. going out and buying... Yeah. My little shithead nephews. Not only is he a Chiefs fan, he's wearing Golden State gear now. It's like, you're the most Ugh. stereotypical Gen Z sports fan. Ugh. Making, like, dabbing on TikTok in your jerseys and stuff. It's like, I just want to kick that kid sometimes. <laughs> Do it. Just throw a football right at his chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Peyton Manning SNL skit. <laughs> right in the fucking head. <laughs> just drilling him. Uh, all right, so do you want to get – we've got this – Run sheet here and what was next? Uh, BB BB wrap up, but um, uh, Taylor won. Yeah, no. but you know this is kind of the motto of today's show. 
<laughs> what great audio, man. That was like 30 years ago. People Dude, still young, use it all the time. Young Bill O'Reilly. Right? He's like retired now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, BB, Big Brother, Taylor won. We can just do like a quick couple minutes on it. Like The I, final I was, two was Monty and Taylor. It was my pick to win, dude. And Monty fucked it up by not Monty bringing won Turner. the final HOH, so he got to pick who to take. Yeah, and he picked Taylor, who clearly displayed a great fucking social game the entire game because she went from public enemy number one to America's sweetheart, basically. Um, the fact that you chose her over fucking Turner, where you would have all the fuck, he would have, he would have swept, he would have swept nine Oh, it was a $750,000 mistake. stupid mistake because Taylor, cause you just got to know there's, she's African-American. Mm-hmm. She, there's never been an African-American woman to win. And she knew that. And she was very smart. And in her final speech was like, we can make history today. She was just kind of like appealing to everyone with these things. Like, you know, it can always be the strong guy or it can be the woman who was resilient and, you know, like, stuck to it the whole time and was able to claw her way to the top. And she was giving that speech. And I told Claire, I was like, she's going to fucking win. Like, yeah. that speech that she just gave was so good. She just won Big Brother yeah. with that one speech. Because yeah. you could see people, like, wiping away tears mm-hmm. and shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, she just won. And I bet Monty's shit in his pants. Yeah. Thinking, what did I just do? She, she, her speech was just so well-prepared and well-delivered. That's what, I mean, she was probably going to win anyways because she did play a good game, but... That speech just sealed it, man. She killed it on that speech. Yeah, it was that was just a dumb, dumb mistake for Monty. Um, and Taylor won America's Favorite House Guest, so she became the first person ever to win Big Brother of the season and America's Favorite House Guest. And I believe she's the first person to not compete in the final HOH and win. Wow. Yeah, he just it was it really came down to Monty choosing who to take, and, and he, he made the made wrong the choice. Because I think it was seven two. Was yeah. the final vote count? Yeah, I think it was eight one. Eight one. It was. Turner voted for him, yeah. and uh, you're right. If he had taken Turner, he sweeps. He sweeps because Turner was a good player, but Turner never took credit for the big moves, which is stupid. Because once the moves made, I'm taking all the credit. Yeah, I'm like I got that fucking guy out. He'd be like, no, like we talked about it, but it was you know, for instance, Matt did it. Yeah. Matt was the one. It's like, why are you giving credit to someone else, you especially know, when it's a big player? So yeah, he would have he would have crushed Turner. In that you know, overall, I will say this is Big Brother US's best season. Oh, I loved it. In probably eight years, it was I, I, it was one of my favorite seasons since of all sixteen, time. probably. Um, and then what a turnaround! Because when we saw the cast, and then especially after that first episode, that first episode, we were like, "Man, I don't this." Fucking That's every year. Every suck. year, I fucking hate everybody. By the end of the year, there's I, there's most of them I like, and a couple of them I really like. Like I really like Michael. Yeah, let's talk about him. He broke Janelle's record of. Did he like, break it or he tied? I think he broke it. He had and like he, eight comp wins. They had the double eviction. That's what got him. He knew too. He knew. And when he went out, Claire was like, "Why is he doing all that?" I was like, "Bro, if you're going out, like I'm throwing all the middle swing. fingers up." Yeah. yeah, that's what he did. He sold out Brittany, who was his ride or die. You saw Brittany, and at the end, she was just crying. Like, why would he say that? It's uh, big because it's Big Brother, bro. and that was his last chance. Yeah. And then when they voted him out, he's like, everyone stay seated. I got one thing I'd like to say. And he just walked out yeah. the door, and they're mm-hmm. all like standing there. I was like, what a fucking boss move, man. Like, I know people didn't like him. I, I don't know him. why. I loved him. I he wanted, was a comp beast. I yeah. Mean, looking at the dude, you I was going to make a t-shirt, because you know what he did every time he won? Put his hands up. Yeah. I was going to get that image like that, and it just say comp god. Yeah. <laughs> that I was, was I awesome. want to get that shirt made. I love Michael. Yeah, I thought, I he, thought was he was the best social. He was strategic, strategic, and he was a comp beast. And yep. you wouldn't think that because he's like 6'4", 137 pounds. Yeah, yeah just gangly, just yeah. kind of awkward. L- Long-limbed, but he was And he was a lot of people didn't take him seriously because he was gay. 
people, there's a stigma that, you know, gay people don't do well in comps. He was he probably the best competition player that. ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, all in all, good season. Uh, I didn't really like the winner. Uh, I mean, I just don't think, I think, I'm not saying I don't like Taylor because she overcame a lot. She did. When you look at the adversity she went through, it's like, okay, that's why she won. Yeah. Because she overcame so much. It's not because she was running the house, but the fact that she was able to be resilient enough to stay in long enough to make take sides with the right people. Mm-hmm. She, she strategically did what she had to do. She floated, doggy paddled until she had to just like make a speech. And she made a speech. And But yeah, she, she didn't. I get what you're saying. She deserves it, but it wasn't my top three picks. Yeah, no. No, I think Monty, I would have been okay with Monty. He just made the wrong fucking choice. And I feel bad because at the end, too, like, she was all up on Joseph. Joseph got Mm -hmm. evicted. She went straight to Monty, which I told Claire, I was like, you know, Monty's got to be thinking, look, when I was in this house with Joseph, she picked Joseph. Mm -hmm. Now he's out, so now she wants me. It's like, you know your second pick. But he still got with her, and I mean, I don't know what they did, but they were cuddling and making out, and then Joseph found out, broke his heart, and then after the season, I guess her and Joseph are, like, getting back together. I don't know. I've kind of fallen off. I've seen videos Big of them, brother, like, yeah, you know how they'd be like, so what's yeah. next for you yeah. two? And she won a cruise, for, and she's taking Joseph, so oh. I think they're going to try to work it out, but I'm like, bro, you know she just, like, immediately moved on from you to somebody else just to, which, you could say it's Big Brother, right? Yeah. you got to align yeah. yourself with people, and when you're an attractive female or an attractive male mm-hmm. and you have that ability to be like, hey, I want to be with you now and they'll do it because you're a good looking person. So that's that's part of the game. All right. So that was Big Brother for me. I think yeah. we'll have a winter season though. I think it'll be a celebrity winter season. Uh, something I'll be skipping. I'll be going straight to Big Brother Canada which starts in February. Okay. I'll still watch. I'll figure out a way so we, you can watch it. We can watch it. Yeah, it's called, it's called me coming over and sitting under couch with you. <laughs> That's fine. That's how I watch it. What are you talking about? Well, I got to get it like a VPN because we're obviously not in Canada, so I got to get a VPN. And in North America, it counts. We still can't get it because it's on some network that we don't get down here. It's a so, Canadian broadcast channel. Yeah. CBC. Something like that, yeah. I bet. I mean, we got um, BBC, ABC, why not NBC, CBC? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so next on the run sheet, do you want to talk... NFL, do you want to ask me questions? Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, the questions are done. We can just knock those out real quick. Ask me questions. I like this part. I don't okay. have to drive the bus. I can just... Yeah, and it, like I said, it's going to take like two minutes, but I'll come up with better questions. These I literally wrote down ten minutes before you came over. All right. All right, you're going to a donut shop, right? Mm-hmm. We're not getting donuts. Yep. So are you getting a breakfast burrito, a pig in a blanket, or a biscuit slash croissant? It depends. Uh, usually, pig in the blanket, but if you go off of Brown over the over two eighty seven, you know where that Exxon is right there. Yeah, and the, there's, there's a, a donut right there. There's a donut shop right there. They have the best sausage biscuits. Damn, I, I pass that every day for work because I go over that bridge twenty seven mm-hmm. bridge to get to my route. And it, they're not traditional biscuits. It's like they get the dough and the sausage and they they roll it all together. And then they make like drop biscuits where they just kind of drop them on the pan and then bake them. So it's got the... Are they big? Yeah, they're like this big. Oh, wow. They've got like sausage, cheese, and the the biscuits, and then the edges get crispy. It's amazing. That sounds good. But yeah, just a normal everyday... Right, like you're shop. going down, you're going down in a, you're in some town you've been to and there's a donut shop. I'm piggy. I'm getting piggies. <laughs> See, that's I'm what Claire piggies. always gets. I always get a biscuit. All right, you're going to the movies. Uh-huh. 
and you only got enough to buy because you're already getting a drink, right? That's a given. You yep. got to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Are you buying popcorn, hot dogs, candy, or whatever you can sneak in? Whatever I can sneak in, but then you got to go. Am I by myself? Hot dog. If I'm with a family, I got to get popcorn. Yeah, that's a good answer. Let me sidebar. Hot this. dogs up here are a dollar, bro. So I, know, I load up great. on hot dogs. <laughs> uh, sidebar. Uh, speaking of the movies, on Friday we took Landry to the drive-in for the first time. Uh, the one off forty-five. Yeah, and it was great. We took him to see La La Crocodile. Highly recommended. <laughs> they talked about that. Highly recommended, and we took the fit, and it was great, dude. The back hatch opened oh, all the way yeah. up, and you can lay the seats down, and it was like a queen-size bed in there. Oh yeah. Like we brought ton of pillows and blankets and we just laid back and it was big enough i mean it's a small car but it's big enough for me lauren and Landry to all get in there comfortably so we got do it. we got um it was a perfect night it was like 75 degrees sun's going down earlier now dude like we got popcorn i got i actually got pickle we got drinks i got twizzlers <laughs> I, get a pickle. I, I don't know why i was like i saw a big jar of pickles i was like i haven't had a pickle since i was like 12 years old well like, we go there's a liquor store about a mile up the road, too. I know mm-hmm. people go and just buy, like, a bottle of liquor. Yeah, so it was cool. It was just a cool vibe. Landry's never been. He thought it was great because he could get up and, like, kind of stand out right outside the car. And, and they got, like, they used to have putt-putt and <clears throat> other kid activities. That you could I, I don't know. Do it was before. dark when we pulled in, so we just found our screen and, like, just parked. Uh, but it was great. We got the snacks, the drinks, the whole nine yards. Now there's a Bucky's like four miles down the road. I think next time we go, we're just gonna go to Bucky's and get everything and just bring it in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that makes the most. But I sense. wanted Landry to have like the experience, so it was cool. He he dug the uh, the was, uh, was driving. It, was it a double feature? I don't think mm-hmm. they do that anymore. That, see, that used to be the best deal. You could yeah. get a ticket for six bucks, and it's a double feature. Yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> uh, La La Crocodile was really good. So that's a good one to go take Kelly. All right. Well, me and Claire should get a movie date this weekend. But we got to add a contender to it. All right. This is what started the whole question off because I was watching something and this is the way a person was eating spaghetti. Okay. Do you eat it off a plate or a bowl? Plate. I'm a bowl guy. I could do either, but normally it's a plate. I always put it in the bowl. The the, the guy was eating off a plate and I was like, what the fuck is this person doing? I think it's a plate just because it's more like more formal i guess more but authentic. yeah but like i i totally could do a bowl too i'm i like spaghetti see i do bowl because i feel like it's all contained better it's yeah, like it i don't know because i put it i know it's not like it but i put it in the same category like if we're gonna do broad categories it's like if i was gonna make a pot roast uh-huh. so it's not a stew it's got meat and potatoes and everything i wouldn't put that on the plate no i put it's that a bowl. in a bowl yeah okay well so you can like get the different. gravy or the juice or whatever right whatever because it has in. the sauce maybe I, yeah. maybe i'm associating the sauce with like the gravy yeah yeah no it's fine that, either, that, that's you're not what, wrong either that's way that's what started it all off you're not like, wrong well, either way i was watching that movie and i was like i'm a bowl guy and i was like i wonder what matt does i wonder how <laughs> matt eats his spaghetti <laughs> okay so two sports questions okay we can only keep one of these guys and i feel like this isn't very good because one's a no-brainer one of them has to leave our franchise forever mm-hmm. micah parsons or luca Oh, shit. You can only keep one. See, I think it's a no-brainer, but I was like, who could I compare the closest Luka to? I might have to just... It's hard, because, like, both of them are generational, I feel like. And they're like. both really young. They're both young. They're both... Marketable. Could be top five in their positions all time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. See, I would I would keep Luka. Yeah, just because basketball... If you have a top five basketball player, just at one of those guys, you can make the playoffs. You can't make the playoffs with, with Micah being your best player. Yeah, I think... It's well, harder, probably. I think it's harder to come by players like Luca in basketball. Yeah. You know, Micah is up there, you know, 
name off the guys that are kind of in his league. You know, Von well, Miller's. I was going to say Von Miller. If you could go in the past, you'd have Von Miller, Miles Garrett. You know, maybe if you want to go, if you want to go really old school, you know, like Sean Merriman back in the day for that short Watt you know, brothers, with the Watt brother. So there we named Bosa off brothers six eight guys. Basketball, they're fewer and far between. And 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 with basketball, I feel like you could play longer. Like you could play until you're 33 mm-hmm. and still be a top ten player. Like LeBron, still arguably a top ten player, and he's in like his 20 top whatever, almost yeah. his 20th year, yeah. 19th year or something. I agree. So I, I agree. would keep Luca. And yeah. sadly, we'd have to watch Parsons mm-hmm. go to another team. I, but hey, we could keep both. Look at that. Okay, last one. Both these guys are due a big contract, and you can only pay one of them. You pay Trayvon Diggs or CeeDee Lamb? Trayvon Diggs. I did too. Again, because think, a corner is harder to come by than yeah. a receiver. Man, there's certain times when I watch CD and I'm like, I thought this guy was going to be the next whatever. Like who? what Justin Jefferson is. I thought CD was going to be what Justin Jefferson is because they were the same draft. And then he just – sometimes he just drops so, open passes or – I agree. He's got he's to get the drops under control. But also – um, Broadus brought up a interesting fact and interesting stats comparing Devontae Adams and CD. Apparently, because I'm not a Green Bay fan, I didn't watch early Devontae Adams. He had drop problems too, and they broke it down year by year, year one, two, three, four, whatever you know they're in now, and their stats are almost identical. Drops, catches, yards, yak, all that, almost identical up to this point in their career. So. I'm calming down on yeah. The, that's that's the trajectory we can. I'm avoid. calming down on CD. He has played three quarters with Dak as the number one, as the guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill. I'm okay with CD. And he's in his third, so third. we would have one more, and then the fifth year option. Yeah. So he's still got a ways to go. I'm there. okay with CD. I'm not, you know, I don't post on Reddit in that one game. Uh, maybe the New York game or something. It was one where he redeemed himself later. He redeemed himself. Like, yeah. I had to get on there and post because people were shitting on him. Like, he doesn't produce. I'm like, he's had nothing but 1,000-yard seasons. Or maybe one was like 989 yards or some shit like that. Like, people expect a good a number one to have 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns now. And it's like, I'll be good with 1,000 yards and 9 to 10 touchdowns. Like, yeah. that's good. Especially when you have complimentary. Like, and, Michael Gallup, great number two. Yeah, and, you know, and... Noah Brown and Cooper Rush grew up on the practice squad together. Like, of course, they're going to have chemistry. Yeah, that's why he's going to him so much. Yeah, and what do you expect when there's 16 pass attempts and 10 completions? Like, everybody just calm down. Let Dak get back. He's played three quarters with Dak as his quarterback, as the number one, against a good fucking Buccaneers defense. Yeah, that's what I, uh, I think that's what we uh, overreacted to. And it's like, well,. Tampa Bay just has a top five defense. I like, definitely overreacted, and Brandon, you know, kind of. Well, I'm glad he only brought you into that because I was the exact same way. I was making memes about it. I was telling everybody how the season was over. Like I was, me and you were on the same. And my argument was, if anybody then, at the time of the Dak injury, said Cooper Rush is going to go four and zero, this team is going to be four and one, I would have said you're fucking lying. You're full of shit. You're yeah. full of shit. Yeah. No, they're not. I was just going based on off what I had seen. And looking at the schedule, we had to play the defending AFC champs, the defending Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, well, those are two L's, right? Those teams were in the Super Bowl last year. Literally, no, we handily the beat Giants the who, Super Bowl champs. The Giants, who are surprisingly 4-1. and one. You know, the only real kind of bad team I've, I think we've played is Washington. Yeah. You know? Hey, I was at that game, too. I know. You didn't even tell me you were going. I, I found out from Facebook. <clears throat> How'd you find out from Facebook? Uh, 
I don't know. Okay. No, maybe it was group me. Maybe you posted. I posted a picture on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the experience I was hoping for. It was supposed to be me and my dad, and then I was like, oh, and now your uh, nephew and brother-in-law are coming too, and I'm like, all right, well, that's a father son. That's fine. I'm like, oh no, actually, it's gonna be your little sister and her boyfriend. So okay, <laughs> so now it was supposed to be like this special thing, like, hey, you and your dad are going to NHL's birthday gift because my dad's birthday was like a week ago, and mine's in a couple weeks. And then it was like, oh, well, now they're coming. It's like, so it's not a birthday thing anymore. It's just whoever wants to come. And, um, yeah, they were complaining a lot. They were, like, dragging ass, dude. Because we're, we're walking up to the stadium, and it's, like, 1150. And we're still a few hundred yards away. And I was like, bro, we're going to get in there. It's going to take a while. Like, we got to go. And we ended up, they were just, I was turning around and looking at them, and they're just dragging ass. And I'm like, let's fucking go. You know, like, I've yeah. been waiting on this game. Yeah. Finally get inside, and we didn't get in there until the game was already started. And then they're just kind of complaining. My sister fell asleep somehow in her seat with 90,000 people there. And then the fourth quarter starts, and she's like, how many, how many minutes are in the fourth quarter? I said, there's 15. She goes, oh, I just want to go now. And my dad's like, you about ready to go? I said, no, I'm not. I was like, it's just started the fourth quarter. I was like, this is supposed to be my birthday gift. You yeah. know, like, I should get to stay as long as I want. Absolutely. But, but no, we had to leave early. But we left when the final score was already set. Yeah. The only thing we missed was, um, who's that corner out of Fresno we got? Jerome Bland. Bland. I, I believe it was Bland got an interception. Think, yeah. That was the one thing we missed. But yeah, I was like, you know what? Next time I'm going by myself, or I'm just going with Matt, or just my dad, like so we can yeah. stay for the whole fucking yeah, game. And for get sure, out. for sure. All right, uh, so that kind of leads us right into uh, we are recording on Sunday, October 16th. We have we the Cowboys have a big game oh, tonight. It, that's, that's us. Uh, it's the five and zero Eagles versus the. <laughs> versus the four and one Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, it's going to be a great. I mean, just you couldn't ask for a better atmosphere. In, it really is, in like, Philly. Yeah, this is our, our best rivalry, mm-hmm. and for I've always enjoyed Sunday Night Football more than any other. Like the noon game, the three o'clock game, the yeah. Monday night. I like Sunday night even better, and it's not because it's the announcers. It's just I don't know. There's something special about Sunday night. Like, yeah. Usually made a big dinner, you know. Uh-huh. I'm off tomorrow. Oh, shit, I should say my mother-in-law has major surgery tomorrow. So, oh. thoughts and prayers to prayers, Super. Yep, yep. Yeah, prayers up, Super. But, so I'm off tomorrow because I'm just going to like be chilling at the house with Owen because Claire has to take her in and everything. So, I was like, I'm just staying up. I'm pounding some yellow bellies. Oh, yeah. the Cowboys. I will be falling asleep shortly right after the game. But uh, uh, you got to get up for the big job. Yeah, no, I think Sunday's great because, especially when the Cowboys are playing because Sunday gives me all day. Like, I can put whatever I want on the smoker or the grill. I've got the salsa going. Lauren usually makes me queso. And it's just kind of snacking and just chilling all day. And then you get that build-up, and you can listen to the pregame. So if we have another Sunday night, I'm just going to come over. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I'll throw I something on the... tonight's not going to work, but I will be over for a Sunday night game. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, Sunday night game, I'm very excited. You want to preview a little bit? Yeah, so to me, this comes down to uh, good on good for both teams. They've got a good offense. We've got a good defense. Cowboys still haven't, hasn't get, we haven't given up 20 points in a game. I nope. think that changes here. Um, I, so the question is, is can Cooper Rush in this offense keep up with the Philly, the Philly offense. Yeah. Um, I think it is important to make uh, to make Jalen Hurts a passer. I don't. I think if we let him get out on contain the edges, him, contain him and force him to be in the pocket. If yeah. we let him get out on the edges and get on the perimeter and get dangerous, you know, with his legs, I think it could be bad. Uh, I would put. Um, 
Who are you putting digs on? AJ Brown. That leads Devontae Smith with torches. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to lose one guy, let's let's make I, it AJ Brown. I'm Brown. honestly more scared of Devontae Smith. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about starting him tonight. I don't know. It's not, it's, yeah, well, if they put digs on, on well, Brown, it might be a good Well, call, see, it, but Diggs doesn't travel. Diggs plays one side of the field. If you notice in that Rams game, he wasn't always lined up on Cup. He plays his side of the field for the most part. I'm so, good with that, too. I mean, he does what he does. I mean, he's... he's if, if I were a corner, I would want to do that. Let me just stay here and get yeah. my groove on my side. Um, so, I think it's just it, it's going to come down to good on good. I mean, yeah. who's... Who's whose best unit is going to win out yeah, tonight? That's, that's how I explained it to my friend because I said, I think our defense and their offense are their strengths, so they're going to cancel each other out. So it's going to come down to our offense being better than their defense. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can be skeptical because our offense right now with Cup, even though he's one guy had 106 passing yards last game, so it's not like he's lighting it up. It's our defense that is winning these games for us. Absolutely. And Coop's just not losing them, which is what you would ask from a backup. You know, you can't ask <laughs> drive the bus, hey, man. go out there and throw for 300 yards. No. no. Get – 250, right? 250 with two touchdowns and no interceptions would be ideal. And that's the thing about that's the thing about uh, Cooper Rush is he's not turning the ball over. Nope, the Cowboys aren't great. turning the ball over. The last turnover we had was that Dalton Schultz fumble in the Cincinnati game. So we have not turned over the ball. We've we've taken care of it, which pair that with the defense and Cooper Rush is kind of keeping keeping the bus on the road. That's all we can ask for. If it's me, I put Donovan Wilson as a spy on on Jalen Hurts. I I just want Micah to free up. Play three safeties. Now that we, back. Well, we we play a lot of three safeties anyway. We play a lot of three safeties. If you if you notice, uh, just kind of as a base package, we we play a lot of three safeties. But I I want Micah to either play more linebacker this game. To really? try to contain the running game and contain Hurts if he does get it, you know, break containment. Um, but on the other hand, Philly's O line is also dealing with some injuries. So I heard they're all going to start though. They're all going to start, but they're yeah. still dealing with injuries. And I want us to get up early and just that way D Law and those guys can just pin their ears back and just get after them. Because I think that's I think you have to attack them. I mean, if we could do like last game, that's how you start a game. What was that? Um... Strip sack of a and then a block punt. Yeah. See, I think keys to this game without oversimplifying it is defense is going to have to force turnovers, and we're going to have to get at least ten points off those turnovers. Yeah. Because it's going to have to be the defense that sets us up with field position. Because I don't see Cooper Rush doing many eighty-yard drives. Mm-mm. I don't see Tone or Zeke Elliott running for more than fourteen yards as is long. You know, it's going to be Pollard breaking one, CD catching one, and like breaking like. In, in stride, and I don't. It's not going to be a bomb. It's going to be a stride catch where he catches it and he's just gone. And it's going to be our defense setting us up with field position. And it could come down to who has the last, who has the last ball last, and who can um, make a field goal. You know, I think it come down to yeah, a last second field goal. And shout out Maher, man. He's been lights out this year. Yep, you know, for great. a guy who didn't end his first Cowboys tenure the best, he's. In a position we were all, I know me and you were kind of concerned about it coming out of Always, camp. Always, dude. The only um, teams who feel good about their kicker position is like Bengals and Baltimore. Everyone else, it's you could be gone next week if you don't play right. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to Maher. Shout out, you know, really shout out, and I don't do this often, shout out Jerry Jones for, for kind of staying the course, you know. not uh, When Dak went down, it was, oh, could we get Garoppolo? Yeah, could we get this stupid. guy? Could we this? I never want. They're like, oh, we could trade like our two this year no. and our three next year. It's like, why? 
for for a guy that we for a rental. Yeah, you know, no. we got a guy that's coming back in a month. Yeah, so I was so anti all those picks. Shout out, you know, because um, old Jerry would have been wanting to make yeah, a splash. Yeah, so yeah, credit to Jerry Jones and, and that front office for pulling kind of that Aaron Rodgers relaxed, you know, type statement. Like, hey, we feel good about, you know, and I killed him for that statement. We feel good about our guys. I mean, their guys have have paid off because I think you could argue that Steele has been better than Lyle Collins, you know. Um, Tyler Smith pick is, is, has worked out. Um, so shout out to, to the front in, office. Bringing in Jason Peters, even if he's not your starter, just to have that presence in, in your locker room. room yeah. That's, no, that's, great. that's You can't put, you can't put a price on that. So, okay. I got a hypothetical. Okay. Right? Years over, we went 11 and six, 12 and five. We made it to the divisional round. Got eliminated. Do you fire Mike McCarthy and promote Dan Quinn? Absolutely, I do too. He's not going to fucking be a coordinator for one more year. No, he's he's gone after this year if we don't keep him. They said he's getting paid like a coach, like a head coach, and mm-hmm. he loves it here. But you know, they're already look. I've I've heard Denver. Well, th- that that Hackett could be gone after this year, and he almost got that Denver job. Well, think about it, man. There's only 32 of these. Games. Yeah, exactly. It's There's very only lucrative. 32 in the whole world. Mm-hmm. There's only 32, so it doesn't really matter. What situation he's going into, what the team Denver's going to take it. Denver's one of those franchises too. At like, I wouldn't say they're like iconic, but they're like on a tier two or three. Like they're one of those teams where it's like that's a pretty lucrative. Yeah, that's a pretty. They're good, a top ten that's franchise. A pretty good gig. Yeah, it's yeah, like you said, it's a good gig. So if it's me, I don't care. I mean, he'd have to win the Super Bowl for me to keep McCarthy. Uh, but if he made it to an NFC Championship, I he's think he's going to stay because he he weathered the storm with Rush. And we look how high, high of ourselves we're getting as yeah. Cowboy fans. If we win the Super Bowl, that's not going to happen. But if he makes it that far and he weathered the storm of back being out, you got to give him credit. More than likely, but I, I fucking I, hate to lose Dan Quinn. I've been bad on my predictions this year, so take this with a grain of salt. We we go in typical Cowboys fashion. We lose in the wild card round. McCarthy yeah. goes. We promote Dan Quinn. Hundred, I would hundred percent for that. Hopefully, Dan Quinn can bring in. He's got an eye for talent. He can bring in another DC, even though he will more than likely right. still call the defense. And that's the route we. Take. I mean, look, just look at where we come from. With what was the uh, Mike Dolan? Is that his name mm-hmm. from his defense two years ago? Two worst years ago. Worst. Worst in franchise history. history, and now we're talking about how this defense is carrying this team. That's all we're Dan talking Quinn. about. We're talking about Doomsday. Hey yeah, day. we're talking about like like what they say. This is our first first time in um, since 1972 where we've held opponents under 20 points in like five straight games yep. to start the year. Yep. I mean that was when our parents, parents were still in high school watching yeah. that. Um. So you got a score prediction? I was. I always thought like I'm gonna fucking pick the Cowboys because fuck the Eagles. I don't care if we were playing like the Chiefs. I would be or the Bills. I'd say yeah, we're not gonna win this game. But fuck the Eagles. I'm not gonna pick the Eagles. So I'm gonna say Cowboys, twenty-one seventeen. Okay, I got Cowboys twenty-three twenty-one. All right, so they probably close game. My, like and it could come down to a, my heart says Cowboys, and my head says the exactly the I'm Cooper not, the Cooper Rush magic. I'm not going to fucking say that Philadelphia wins on on my podcast in my rooms right here in this house. I can't uh, say it. Trust me, I get it. I I was rooting for the fucking Patriots against the Eagles. In the that Super was the Bowl. worst Super Bowl, dude. Like and people thought I was stupid. They're like, it's the Patriots. I don't care. It's the fucking Eagles. Eagles have been they won, and then they us. were eating fucking horse shit in the fucking streets. No, you want to root for those people? And then that night, like, I don't know if I've told you about this, but that night, like, Kim and Dakota came over to watch the Super Bowl. 
worst idea ever because they were just yakking it up. Elizabeth was a baby, right? She was like six months. And then they were like, all right, well, we're going to go down to this bar so you can watch the game. They ended up getting so fucking shit-faced. Oh, no, it was Claire and Kimberly went down first. And Dakota's like, want to stay and watch, you know, quote, watch the game with me. And that was a great Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, the Philly special game. and everything, yeah. it was a great game. And he's not even paying attention. He's like, I'm going to go check on them because, you know, I think they're too drunk. He ends up going just hammered, getting drunk with them for like the next three hours. They come back that night, drop off Claire. Game's already over. I'm asleep. Claire gets in bed with me. She's so fucking drunk. She, like, throws up in the bed. <laughs> you know, and Elizabeth's laying in bed with her. She throws up all over the baby. And I'm just looking at her like, you dumb fucking bitch. Like, I'm, I was like, I got up. And I went on the couch. I said, you can fucking deal with this. She was so mad at me the next day. She's like, you let me throw up and... You know, you didn't wake me. I said you fucking threw up. Yeah, I didn't. Make I was. You throw I up. watched the Super Bowl. You went and got shit faced and threw up <laughs> on our fucking baby. You know, like I'm. You get to deal with that. Calm down, mom of the so year. That's why it was like the worst Super Bowl. Philly won, and then Claire threw up all over the baby. <laughs> I was like, I'll never forget that night, dude. Like that was such a shitty oh, night. Oh god. All right. Um, I had. This is my old outline. I had um, playoff predictions. If you want me to just run through that, run, run it. Um, on the AFC, I had the Bengals winning the North as a three seed. Bills in the East as the one. This one aged poorly. I had uh, Indianapolis coming out of the South. And in the West, I had the Chargers like a fucking idiot because I put money on the Chargers. So, obviously, that's going to be the Chiefs. And my two wild cards were Baltimore and Miami. So, again, not aging well. In the uh, NFC, I had Minnesota as my two seed. That's looking good. I like Minnesota this year. I had Dallas as my four seed. Tampa Bay as one. San Francisco as three. Um, wild cards were New Orleans, Philly, and Detroit. I really like Detroit this year. And um, in the Super Bowl, I had Tampa Bay losing to the Buffalo Bills. But my dark horse pick that I would love to see, but it's not going to happen now because one team's dog shit, was Minnesota versus the Colts. I just thought the Colts would get an easy schedule with their conference games or with their division games to win enough games to maybe get like a couple home games. And I guess I put trust in Matt Ryan, which yeah, was stupid. Ryan but okay, but they had a decent line. They had the best running back. I really was a fan of Michael Pittman, and I thought their defense is always middle of the pack. That was my dark horse, right? That was like my 501 pick. That's but fair. I really like Minnesota. But I still say Buffalo Bills defeat. Honestly, I could say San Francisco. I like San Francisco a lot, too, yeah. coming in this year. I think yeah. they have, talent-wise, one of the best rosters. Same thing with the Chargers, but the Chargers can never put it together. So I'll just go with my initial pick, um, Buffalo over Tampa Bay. Okay, that's not bad. But watch out for Minnesota. Watch out for Minnesota, okay. Um, um, that was it, man. That was my little bit of football that I wrote down. Do you want to do your basketball, and then we'll kind of Oh, yeah, so basketball season is starting, so it's just like a quick preview. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's like a little... Easy. I had uh, over under Mavericks fifty five wins. Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. Over. That'd be great, dude. We're probably looking at a top four seed. For my finals preview, um, I had Golden State Warriors, boo, right, uh, versus the Milwaukee Bucks, which wouldn't be that fun of a series because it's just like the same teams over yeah, and over. Okay. My wild card though, pick though, right? Yeah. Dallas versus Philly. That'd be cool. I think the Mavericks are the biggest long shot out of that, but I think Philadelphia has a lot of talent and a lot of experience. Like, and Bede's top five player. You know, he's playing like it. They got Harden. They got a year together with each other. Yeah, I'm not a big Harden fan, but when he wants to play, he's good. You just got to motivate him. My MVP, my favorite's got to be Luka. I mean, hometown guy, right? That's all, what I'm picking. He, he's, he's our hometown kid. Uh, my dark horse, though, was Joel Embiid. My rookie of the year, uh, Paola Bonchero. 
the guy who went number one at a Duke. Yep. And my dark horse is Keegan Murray, who went to the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Coach of the year, last one. I have I'm very high on these guys. I made a bet with Alex that these guys will be like a top five, top five seed in the in the West, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. I think they did enough to add to an already talented team of D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, and then they added Rudy Gobert, and they just traded all their picks. But you know, it's like I'm a guy that's like. I'll I'll trade you three picks in the next five years if I think my team's gonna be good because those, there's like four good players that come out of the draft every year. Yeah, especially in basketball. Yeah, right? basketball, yeah. If you yeah. don't have a top like five pick, you know you might yeah. as well be a second round pick. Yeah. So and I'm like, if I'm gonna be giving you picks in the twenties, what the fuck do I care? So right. I think it's a uh, Chris Finch. I think Minnesota's gonna be a, that was my bet with Alex. I believe was they'll either be a top five seed or they'll make it to the second round. I made a bet with Alex like as soon as they made that Go Bear trade. My dark horse pick for coach of the year would be our Jason Kidd because I fucking love the Mavericks. Fair enough. Anything basketball you and Alex have to say, I trust you guys. Yep, and we got our draft tonight. I'm picking 11th, so we'll see how it goes. I'll give you an update on that later. Yeah, text me and let me know how it goes. <laughs> uh, all right, so going forward, um, well, let me do this. Let's get into what are we watching what are we listening to. I'll go first. I've just been listening to Necronomapod. Yeah, I've been going through their catalog. Thank you for introducing me. It's like one of my favorite podcasts now. Sure, um, yeah. Other than that, you know, About the Cowboys, Love of the Star. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, just Cowboys stuff. Haven't been watching anything really, uh, just football. Um, school's keeping me, keeping my free time occupied. So, yeah, that's me. That's what I've been watching and listening to. Yeah, that was quick. Yep. Okay, <clears throat> uh, watching. Uh, with the rest of the world, I'm watching Dahmer on Netflix. Yeah, I need to watch that. Everyone's watching that. Evan Peters such a stud. Mm. Total big. Dreamboat. Yeah. Uh, we started The Patient on Hulu. Well, it's an FX show, but they have it on Hulu. And that's where Steve Carell's that psychiatrist. Yeah. And his patient. Well, he got kidnapped by his patient, who's a serial killer. And, dude, it's fucking slow. I, which, I think it's more authentic that way, because it's not like he's just going out murking people. You're, like, yeah. learning the mind of them. Mm-hmm. So we're, like, on episode five, and I'd say there's... It's just been slow. Like we haven't been keeping up with it a lot lately, but we'll probably still finish it because I love Steve. I love Steve Carell in these dramatic roles. I think he's. I think he does a good job. Uh, this fool on Hulu, which is really fucking funny. It's about a dude like living in South Central LA. And he starts like a yoga. Or he's like rehabbing. Yeah, for, it's like, it's like thugs, thugs not or hugs not thugs. thugs yeah, he, he rehabilitates like ex gang members and yeah. uh, prison guys. And it's fucking funny, dude. Like, that show makes me makes you crack up the whole time, so I would recommend that. And uh, Claire and I, since Big Brother's over, we've been getting into um, Amazing Race. I like that show. Some ex-BB alums yeah, on there, right? Yeah, uh, Derek and Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, they're okay. But there's these two brothers that are military brothers, and then these two sisters that were identical twins that were separated at birth and just okay. found each other, like, oh, last okay. year. That's they have cool. really good chemistry, and they're working well. Those are my top two picks. And for movies... Um, I've been watching the last like two weeks or less, like really like a week. I just started watching like old nostalgic movies. So I watched Goldeneye, you know, oh, James nice, Bond. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, Nothing But Trouble, which is a movie I loved growing up and I would always watch with Cody Wilson, who was my best friend from Lancaster. And it's a weird movie, man. Like anyone who wants to just watch a trailer, I wouldn't run. If you've seen it, it's probably not as good as you remember it. Cause I love this movie growing up, but it's, it's really weird. And, um, Christian Slater uh, classic Hard Rain mm. with uh, Morgan Freeman. It's like a uh, heist movie. Nice. I don't know. It was really good. I've just been watching a lot of 90s movies. Listening to Shitload of Necronomapod. 
Uh, this one called in the lands of in the land of lies. So it is tells the story of former Georgia police officer Michael Chapel, convicted of the 1993 robbery and brutal murder of Emmer Jean Thompson and sentenced to life in prison. However, the most recent surfacing surfacing of new details, Chapel's story may have taken a dramatic turn, one that could potentially prove his innocence. Uh, you take a deep dive into Chapel's past and find an unbelievable true story, truth behind a story that involves corrupt police officers, crime rings, drug trafficking, steroids, and murder. So that one I would highly recommend. I think it just finished up. It was like 10 episodes, so it's all available now. The other one's called The Sunshine Place. Uh, it was once called A Miracle on the Beach. Synanon began in 1960 as an re experimental rehab facility in Santa Monica, California, with a radical claim it could cure heroin addiction. Before long, it would take an even bolder claim. It could cure any of your problems. All you had to do was move in. What started in the house on the beach soon spread to compounds across the country. The man who made the miracle happen, Charles E. Diedrich, a.k.a. Chuck, would be, one, would be the one to destroy it all, along with the lives of many of his followers and millions of dollars in assets. The Sunshine's Place tells the mind-blowing true story of Synanon, one of America's most cutting-edge social experiments, turning into the most dangerous and violent cults, and it has never been told before. Before now, I guess. Anyways, that's what they wrote on there. Uh, the other one is uh, the One Year podcast I listened to, so they did, I think it was like 1975, and these are all just events that shape America, that place. Yeah. Like, it was a big year, all these events. They just finished up 1986, which was really good, and next year is going to be 1945. So they just take like eight stories. They're like an, an hour long, but it'll be like nine, eight or nine stories from that one year that kind of defined that year that helped shape America, and they just take a deep dive into these stories. Like nice. They had the Challenger, but it was more about the teachers that were chosen for that program yep. to go on there mm -hmm. and the, their whole experience. And then, you know, we know what happened, but it was like behind the scenes with all the teachers and they got to spend like the summer at NASA. It was called like the world's greatest field trip. Oh, cool. The season, the one about um, the miracle at some school was a wild episode. This guy was going to start a revolution and he brought like this giant bomb to a school and had them all in there. And, was, and like none of the, the bomb went off, but like none of the kids died. Like it was fucking weird. But anyways, those are just a couple episodes from the 1986 ones that were really good. Two years born. Hey, you're 86? Yep. I was born in 87. I thought, why, why are you like two years ahead of me in school then? <laughs> I guess because I was after the school year. You yeah. must have been before. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in the fall. I think you're spring? April, yeah. I was, was going to say, man. That was close. And I think that's about it, man. All right. Um, so before we get out of here, we want to preview um, our Halloween episode. We're going to do it. We're not gonna, Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs> we're not going to take two months in between episodes. We're going to do it, come hook or crook, even like if I have to call in or something, we're going to do it. Um, so we're going to preview, uh, or we're going to do a Halloween episode, just like we did last year. Uh, we're going to do a serial killer bracket. Yeah, tournament so, style bracket. Tournament style bracket, have we just determined whether it's going to be... 16, 32. I, I, I was mentioning it to Claire, and I was like, I want to do maybe 32. And she thought I was crazy. She's like, there's not even, you can't even think of 32 yes. serial killers. I was like, oh, yeah, we could. Like, yeah. easily. We could do a 64-person bracket. Yeah. I mean, just, we could just take names. I would think minimum 16, maximum 64. 64 might be a little much. I think so 32, 32 is probably the sweet spot. Yeah, depending. And I was like, well, you know, I'll do majority of the research, but if you want to come up with people too, but yep. so we'll just seed them, you know, depending on how many we have, like one through eight in mm -hmm. each bracket, you know, four, yep. four regions or whatever. We'll do like Pacific Northwest, you know, all yeah. that East yeah, Coast. We'll, we'll do it. 
Um, so yeah, we're gonna do that, and then you know, uh, we may even bust out a movie review if I have time. Yeah, we. I would think like if we can get some suggestions because I don't know what we could do. I like I like the Ernest Scared Stupid. I mean, we could do like Hocus Pocus. Might be a little played out, but something like that. Something from our childhood. Yeah. Like one of the worst horror movies I remember seeing as a kid. I remember thinking like even when I was like twelve and I watched it, this was terrible. Was Halloween three. That's the one where there's no Michael Myers. They like wear these masks. And I remember, if I remember correctly, which this is 20 something years ago, but like they wear the mask and then they watch like a TV program and the TV program, like, I don't know if it hypnotizes you or puts you in a trance, but the program plus the mask makes like people crazy. And I just remember thinking this was such a terrible movie. That sounds like it shouldn't have been made. No, it shouldn't have because you made a Halloween movie without Michael Myers. Right. Uh, We could also do like Critters. You remember those movies? My grandfather used to always make me watch Critters with him. And it's Critters shit was out good. Of me. Critters, I think, would be funny. Gremlins, like something like that. Something we, you yeah, know. yeah, okay. So, so any yeah, suggestions would be. We'll nice. do. We'll do another. Excuse me. We'll do another uh, Halloween episode, and we'll, we'll we'll get that out. Might have a might have a guest on. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see hopefully works we're, out. we're trying for a guest. So, um, yeah. Other than that, man, it was good to get back into it. Maybe other than our. Very first episode. This might be the shortest episode ever. We're at an hour and twenty. That's probably where a lot of people would want it to be. At. Yeah, that's probably the <laughs> they probably look like like a three hour episode. Like Jesus fucking Christ, what are these idiots talking about? <laughs> we want to listen to dildos for think, three hours. <laughs> I think in the wheelhouse is hour and a half to two. Yeah, I'm, for me it's great. For you too. But yeah, I picture people if they want to like, oh, I got a thirty minute drive to work. Like, it's because I like to just sit and listen to the whole thing, or I like yeah. when I'm at work. Yeah, and the longer I would say the longer the better, right? But <laughs> but for me, I think hour and a half to two hours is where it should be. So it's yeah. just a little short. Yeah. Um, the one thing that does concern me about this new job is I don't know how much podcast time I'm going to get in because at the previous job I had eight hours. You got just your. To Dude. drive to and from, it's got it. Yeah, and so I don't know how much podcast time I'll get at work, but you know I have you know forty, you know we'll say an hour there, an hour back. So I got that, but um, yeah, always, man. always like when you're playing a game or something, turn something on. Yeah, I do that. Too. I, I listened to uh, the Love of the Star last night when I was playing Ned. Shout out to my Houston Oilers that I relocated back. Uh, you showed me that screenshot. It's pretty cool. Playing, I'd fucking destroy the Titans when I play the Titans. <laughs> Fucking hate them. I lost to the Super Bowl, or I lost the Super Bowl to the Cowboys. It broke my heart. But it was a cool Texas Super Bowl. That would be cool one day. That would back be to cool. the Super Bowl. I immediately Texas. traded Deshaun Watson. I traded him to Miami so I could get my first round picks back. And then my team was dog shit. So I ended up with like two early like first round picks. Did you see, just speaking of Deshaun Watson, another woman just came out? Yep. Lawsuit 26. Yep. So, yeah, y'all can suspend Calvin Ridley for gambling for a fucking year, but Calvin. Uh, Watson has 26 sexual assault allegations against him. He got eight games or 11 games or whatever it was. Yeah, I believe it was 11. He'll get to come back. What do you know? He's coming back for the Texans game. Oh, is he really? I'm pretty sure when he comes back. They did that on purpose. Exactly. Because it was like, why would you do that? Do 10 or 12? Like an an even number. Like, no, it's 11. He'll be back to play uh, the Texans. I hope Davis Mills lights him the fuck up on that game, too. Leave it to the NFL to to always be thinking about ratings. Oh, yeah. You know they were like, oh, this game's going to be huge. Yeah. People are going to watch this game for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that's I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, guys, thanks for hanging in there with us. Andrew, it was fun. Yeah. All right. Let's we'll, do it we'll again. Be back. All right, man. For Matt. And I'm still Andrew. We're out.
like this dude. Short episode, man. I think it was good though. I, know, I looked at my phone. It had three touchdown alerts.